Hey, welcome to another podcast of Law Enforcement Unconventional with your host, Robert Scally, and our real-life shield maiden, Wendy Schalmere, coming to you from the top of Bunker Hill. Our show is dedicated towards assisting law enforcement and special operations to include military, rescue, first responders, and to all others who are trying to help protect our brave men and women in blue. Each week, we're going to bring you an unconventional tip, tool, tactic, and training from around the country. Please sit back, listen to our show, and enjoy yourself. Thank you. And welcome back to the show. Um, okay, Wendy, uh, want to talk about our guest today? Yes, we have Officer Iman, who attended one of our training classes a couple of years ago. Thank you for coming, Iman. How are you today? Good, good. How you doing? We're doing Thank awesome. You for having me on. Yes, and we're really glad that you're here. Now, um, let's tell everybody that's listening. To, um, we have a lot of listeners, actually. We've been doing our, um, our what do they call that? Analytics? And yeah, uh, the analytics. new thing, analytics. So yeah. um, we, we, this show is going to go out to a lot of people, but uh, let's talk about the first time that we met. Oh, yeah, sure. That was, uh, so a couple, yeah, like Wendy said, a couple of years ago, uh, my department um, brought you in um, to train us on, on your shield. And um, at the time, I was out working um, during a uh, surveillance operation, and uh, it was towards the tail end, so I get a phone call from uh, one of my colleagues, a detective, and he said, hey, Iman, can you, uh, hey, we're holding this training for the shield, do you want to come? And I wasn't going to come, I was like, yeah, no, thanks, I'm I'm all set. They sent me a picture of the shield, and that made me even more like, no, (laughs) I'm definitely not coming to this freaking training. I was like, what the hell is this thing? So, uh, so eventually I, I, I ended up deciding to go down there and, and to check it out. And, and after I met you and, and we talked a little bit and, and, you know, the class started rolling, uh, kind of like the, the, the light bulb went off, you yeah. know, because, because when I first walked in there, I wasn't really engaging you that much at all like, at all what the hell is that <laughs> crossed <laughs> arms in the back of the room why yeah, am i here yeah and it's uh, it's yeah. we're in the shark tank and that happens and um yeah and then what happened after that uh quickly uh, clicked and that's um, exactly what i can use the shield for okay before we get into that stuff let, let's talk a little, and i know you don't like to do this but i'm going to force you <laughs> to do this you do not like to talk about yourself no, I don't. But but you know what? In order for the audience to know who they're dealing with, because we have a lot of police officers that are listening, and um, we want to tell them your background and you know who you are and what you do. So can you give us a little um, bio? Yeah, all right. Uh, it's probably going to be very brief, <laughs> but um, but I was born in uh, Monrovia, Liberia, and uh, in the early eighties, um, while living there, uh, civil war broke out. So my family had to uh, get up and go. The reason why I was born in Africa, actually, is because my dad had a business down there. So my family's originally from Lebanon. So we went to Lebanon. Civil War still happening there. I mean, the and, two the two hot wow. spots of the world back in, the, in yeah. that time. Yeah, exactly. And then and then I then uh, we finally made our way to the U.S. in uh, like 1988 89 era. So that's uh, you know then I. Uh, I went through the schools and I got, you know, I kind of, kind of like a culture shock a little bit uh, when I first came because, you know, like in Lebanon, I remember distinctly artillery shells hitting the side of the mountain near my village and soldiers running around. I mean, I remember some of the fighting in in Africa. Um, How old were you then, Iman, when you saw that? I was like 
five, six years old. Wow. And then you then you go to Lebanon, which is another yeah. hot spot. And you see, yeah. so you grow up watching artillery rounds hit the mountains. Yeah. And yeah. fighting. And then, and then you come and to yeah, America. Exactly. And then, and then what did you do? Oh, I, I, oh yeah. So, so as I grew up uh, in America, I, uh, I joined the army and, I get <laughs> <to> Iraq. <laughs> and go to Iraq. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's not like you had enough of it growing up, but you, no. you join the military and you go back to you go to Iraq and yeah, then, yeah. and then after you leave Iraq and you come back home and then what? So after I leave Iraq, come back home and, um, Eventually, I, I get uh, into policing. You know, back uh, I started off in 2007, and uh, and that's where uh, where I be, when I became a cop. And you've done you've done you've done a lot of it. You've done a lot of different types of law enforcement. Yeah, so I, I started my career in patrol uh, division, and then um, as as I moved along, I uh, went into a plainclothes unit, into a detective. Uh, I was part of a uh, Federal task force uh, do a lot of uh, undercover work around narcotics. I'm uh, also on the SWAT team, and uh, you know that's that's enough about me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know I hate we hate to do that. I'm just kind of the same way, and I it's yeah. kind of like trying to be the quiet professional. But in order for people to know who you are and what you do, because we're going to have a really good conversation, and um, because you've been very active, um, I see you on the newspaper. I read your publications. Um, that are nationally done, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But I also, getting back to the Shields, um, like I've seen you um, on newspapers in this area um, during some pretty well-known raids. And um, yeah. can you talk about that? Yeah, so so um, primarily on, on the SWAT team, I'm the Shield guy because you know, I'm this big guy that you know can handle, I guess, carrying the 50-pound Shield for, for a while. But... Um, but what I do is actually I have both shields, uh, your shield and my regular big shield, and and it, it's great uh, it's great to have both. And and the reason why is the big shield is great for cover, approaching the the main entryway. Uh, same thing with like big hallways, whatever. Uh, big shield's great, but the minute you start getting into enclosed spaces, um, that big shield is useless. It's it's more it's more. Uh, it's more uh, of a hassle than it is to be able to uh, move quickly because that's that's the whole name of the game with entries is you know speed surprise violence of action and if I, you don't have the speed or or any part of the formula I'll call it if you don't have any part of it the mission's a failure. Right, and you know I find that interesting that you carry both, and um, they both come in handy. I mean the big shield gets you to the door, the little yep. shield will get you to the house at the at a quicker, faster op tempo, and yep. we talk yep. about that quite a bit. And yep. tell everybody about, um, like, can, I don't, if you can talk about it, uh, for yep. instance, when you had to deploy the little shield. Or, I don't even like saying little shield. Let's say vector shield because it's yep. a lot smaller than the conventional shield, but it's designed yep. to protect the center line of the body, and it's large enough to protect the body. But, again, it's small enough that you can transition into your tools or use it dynamically to engage threat at different angles. So yeah. you've used it, you've used, you carry both of them. You carry the vector and you carry the entry, the big SWAT shields. So can yeah. you give us an example of how you may have deployed it on operations? Sure. So on, uh, so one of them is, is uh, one of the operations is a, is a car, uh, car, a motor vehicle takedown. And uh, usually that's done when a target is, you know, obviously in a car and we follow them and we end up pinning them. 
and and getting them. So I've deployed it uh, during that uh, because usually that's got to be a very rapid, dynamic type thing. Because again, you got to sort of overwhelming the uh, the target with uh, all sorts of stimulus. So you know, you, I, I use the uh, the smaller shield and uh, or your shield vector shield uh, approaching a car where um, the driver. His eyes was fixated on the shields, not so much me really, because it kind of confused him. He had no idea what was this bit, this shield. He probably, he probably didn't even think it was a shield. This That's thing, the dazzle pattern yeah, that disorients yeah, the them. Pattern. Yeah, yep. exactly. So it's a dazzle pattern, and and I've actually, you know, made uh, you know, it was able to secure that that uh, driver uh, with ballistic protection between me and the driver. That way, should. He fire at me. Yeah, I'm wearing a vest, but you know what? That shield protects me better um, uh, because you know the impact is going to the shield, not to my vest. Um, and and it, it, you know, when when I got him out and everything, I mean, the guy was so confused about what the heck was around my arm. Um, it was it was actually pretty funny uh, to to see his his reaction. And you can do you can just let your arm go if you want to let go of it. It's got three point retention system. Oh yeah, yeah. But if yeah, you just yeah. want to let it slide off your arm, you can let it slide off your arm. You're not strapped into it. No, no. That's why I have it slung around me. That way, when I transition between big shield and little shield, all I got to do, it's a quick transition. It's not, it's not, you know, it's nothing slow, uh, nothing that would really slow me down that much. Um, and the other operation that I've done is, uh, is a uh, raid on house and the door, uh, when we made entry, the frame of the door hit the banister of the uh, stairway that leads upstairs and I could I couldn't get in because big shield was too big and I only had a narrow hole to go through. Uh, so we called a failed breach. But what that means is the rest of the team goes and usually two three guys stay at the primary entry door uh, just for cover. So I see the bad guy up the stairs, and you could tell he's ducking in and out, sort of. You see half his body, half his body isn't shown, anything like that. I end up dropping the shield, taking the little shield, and going right up. Uh, you know, right at the bottom of the stairs, you know, he knew I had him at that point. And what he ended up having in his hand was a 357 Magnum. And me wow. being stuck in that, me being stuck in that fatal funnel, I didn't like, obviously, uh, because it was just, it, it was, it wasn't a good spot for me to be in. And the little, uh, the uh, vector shield was, got me through the door. You yeah, know, you know we, to, we, we hear that we, an incredible situation. I mean, how many people can, go through a situation like that and come out and live to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing that we like to, we, I, that we hear when we travel across the United States is that sometimes entry officers, when they're entering into a situation like that, may have to make a decision and they end up leaving their shield. They can't get into a, into a fate, into a narrower position up and yeah. up a set of stairs or something We've had that happen in New York City, right? We've talked yep. about to some of the people, they, and they say the same thing. They, they get into a situation, and it becomes very narrow, a lot of clothing, a lot of um, food carts, you know, uh, push oh carts, God. right? Oh, my God. It, like, ask, uh, you know, I talk to cops, you know, everywhere, and, and it's funny. It's always the same thing. When we make entries, we're too big already going into these places because the hallways are very tiny, um, you know, clo- like you said, clothing everywhere. It's a mess. Um and and actually, one entry I did, I had to do a tra- entry into a tra- trailer. I didn't even use the uh, my regular shield. I used your, you know, vector shield because one, it's a trailer, it's tiny, you know. So so the big shield wouldn't wouldn't do it, you know. So the vector shield was what I took in, 
And you moved in quick and fast. Oh yeah, yeah, very fast, in in and very fast. And and let, let let me just tell the audience, everybody listening, you're not a little dude. You're, <laughs> <laughs> Listen, yeah. this isn't no. a Toyota. This is a Winnebago. This <laughs> is, uh, you know, he gets up every morning at four o'clock in the morning to lift weights and um, to do like these incredible squats with the bars are bending, and yeah. he's all he's tatted up and, uh, you know. You know, he's going through the coming through the door to get you um, to the bad people out there that come in the door to get you. This is exactly the person you want coming through that door. <laughs> you know, actually, yeah. Yeah. And you're very my, my, you, you're humble about it, too. Yeah, I know. But my, like my team members made a joke once when we uh, did an entry and, you know, I was engaging with the with the bad guy and had him drop and all that stuff. And had the, my number two and three guy, you know, when the TL was asking, oh, OK, what did you guys see when we're doing the AAR? And they're like, we couldn't see past Lyman's shoulders. <laughs> like, like, I have no idea. All I, all we knew is he was, he was, he was yelling at someone. <laughs> okay, but listen, tell the audience why you train. Well, I train. Um, yeah, my my philosophy on training uh, because one's the job that I do, and a lot of people rely on me. And same thing with my team. My team rely on me to to be in the best shape as I expect them to be in their best shape. And, and I do it also for that, uh, for that final fight. You know, one of these days in, in, in law enforcement in your career, at some point as a cop, if you don't think it will never happen, then you're in the wrong profession. One of these days, you're going to get into that fight. And that fight is going to determine whether you live or die. And how you train Good. is going to be dependent on it. That's so interesting. That's I love your philosophy, and also um, you're you're a writer. You write for a national publication. Yeah, I write for uh, for Habit Journal. I, I think I have over thirty articles, uh, mostly centered around law enforcement and veteran uh, veteran issues. But uh, mostly, I write you know the the internal and external struggles of of law enforcement. But you're you're pretty straight up about it, and you do talk a lot about unconventional approaches and. Um, you know, new ways of thinking about things and honesty and you, you, oh, yeah, I, and we're uh, going to talk I, about that. Yeah. I've, I've hurt some feelings over the interwebs, which is funny. <laughs> when he does that every day, when he does it, when somebody says something about the shield or says yeah. something, listen, let me explain to everybody out there listening. She's coming for you. <laughs> the shield maiden is coming for you and it's going to, and again, good. Wendy, I'm not afraid to respond to any Criticism we get. We're, we welcome criticism. If you have a question or something about anything that we're doing, we welcome it. Um, we do get a lot of keyboard warriors, and that has been the <laughs> the situation lately due to some media that was put out there that incorrectly showed the training that we do. Um, yeah. We have people reaching out, and actually we've had a lot of good results from it because some officers have reached out and gotten over the ego part and you know said, hey, what are you guys doing? Can it help me? And we love that. We love to be able to explain it, what it is we do. We do get some that are closed-minded and they don't want to hear it. Um, I mean, from the inside, you can explain maybe kind of the closed-mindedness, why you didn't want to attain our training, and then what, what happened that changed your mind. So, yeah. So, I mean, when I went in again, it was one of those days I just closed minded. Um, I, I was just I was just not in the, in the mood to learn about this tiny little shield and what, what I, you know, what I can do with it and all that. But kind of when I started talking to, to Bobby and when Bobby started going through the class, it, it just clicked on the amount of times I could have used a shield like that. Um, with all the all the situations that I've dealt with and 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 all that, and it it just like dawned on me. And then 
the more I spoke with Bobby, the more I realized that this is a great tool. You know, it's a tool in the toolbox, right? It's not, it's not the only tool, you know, in, right. in the, and it's not in, for every in, situation. It's no, meant, it's not for yeah. every, exactly. It's, and, and the way I think a lot of people, uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of officers uh, see it, they, they think that you're trying to reinvent the wheel or, or do something, you know, do something that doesn't make any sense, which, which to me, uh, it made perfect sense after talking to you for a little bit about it and the reasoning behind why you created that shield. And, and it made perfect sense to me when I started to think back of all different situations I was in and, and where the shield would have been very handy. You know, you know, you, I got to say this, like, you don't know what you don't know. And, yeah. and I, I didn't mean to insult anybody before. Like I had a, an officer one time or a sheriff deputy, he said, we're talking about tactics. And I said, well, you know, you, I don't think you're going to understand these tactics. And he looked and he said, well, you don't know what I know or blah, 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 went on. And my point was that most of the tactics that I'm teaching for the first hour is Spartans, Romans, and Vikings. And we're teaching yeah. ancient shield tactics that have been used on the battlefield for thousands and thousands of years. Used successfully. Used successfully for thousands of years. to keep people safe. And, and again, yeah. the spears that you all are facing today and the arrows that you're facing are the tips of a bullet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and we, have to, we have to build products that stop that. And I ask officers, what do you have in your car right now that will stop 762 or 556? And the answer is nothing. Yeah, nothing. So, I mean, I, and you know, and I have, I have, we have Wendy fighting people on Facebook, um, you know, because she, we're so passionate about the product, but we're trying to explain, you know, we're trying to provide multi-layers of armor to keep an officer safe so they can do their job. Patrol officers, what do they have right now when they step outside that vehicle? Nothing, nothing. Yeah. They, have a, yeah. they have a gun, and are they, are they going to use it? Pro Most officers don't go to their weapon. Nah. They, they, they nah. talk people down. We only yeah. hear about those, those fragmented situations, but every day, how many officers are going out there and, and doing hands-on as far as talking and de-escalating and bringing things down. And we're going to talk about de-escalation, but not right net yet because yeah. Wendy's giving me the idea. But um, there, you guys are out there every single day, so we're, we're trying to bring new tools onto, onto your reality. It's like you guys were talking about yeah. earlier. A million times a day, the public comes in, taunt, in contact with law enforcement. A million yeah, times a day. Yeah. What's, what's, yeah, the, what's the stats that's the on that? that? That's the average. Of it. About a million, a million uh, contacts a day. Um, I mean, it's, it's even some even estimate three to three point five million um, law enforcement uh, contacts. Law enforcement contacts. That's just pulling you over, uh -huh. or even just saying hi, or or investigating. And and the, you know, a, again, they they like to paint that where this rogue officers everywhere out shooting and killing everybody, where the 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 lethal force that we used is so so tiny compared to the amount. I mean. I've gone into, I don't know how many times I've gone from my gun, you know, where it is, it in fact, a lethal, deadly situation. And I talk the individual down, you know, to drop the knife or the bat or whatever. And I put my gun away because now I've, I've diffused the situation. I've, I've brought it, I scaled it back down and I got the help. And most of the time, these people are what we call EDP, so emotionally disturbed persons, right? They're, they're some of the most volatile uh, unpredictable ones. So, well, well so speaking we, about that and, and yeah. not cutting you off, but you yeah. actually attended that training and a lot of people don't know this about you, but you go from department to department as to uh, quite a few other officers training, 
how to use this vector because of all your experience deploying yeah. it. I mean, reality deploying it. Um, yeah. But you were there in North Carolina. You were there with one of our departments when um, they wrote this article, and um, it was actually not what we were training at all because the reporters don't know what they don't know. It's not like mm-hmm. they're tactically proficient. They're yeah. just looking at something from the outside, and, and they're giving their view on that. And then we have officers all across the United States you know, saying things on, on some publications, well, we're teaching this, we're teaching that. Does anything that we teach violate a department's SOPs? No, 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 nothing that you guys do. Like, like I said, it's just another tool in, in the toolbox, you know, that, that, that you guys provide, uh, that your company provides. And, and that's, that's all I see it as. And, and you don't go in there and, and change tactics or whatever. We just build off it as, as cops, right? Uh, you know, now I have this new shield. So now I got to think of different ways of applying them to the tactics I already know. And even develop newer tactics myself. And you do. You yeah. a, you actually yeah. do at almost daily. Yes. I mean, daily yeah. after action reports come in. Hey, what about this? What about that? Uh, we have we have offices in 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 Oregon. We have offices in in Texas and Massachusetts. And like, and you you're one of the big advocates. Hey, what about this? Or we're doing it this way. And if you see something that you don't like, you're the first one to bring it. And we're not sensitive about that. We don't get all butt hurt because someone's saying, Hey, I don't like the way you did this. Or I don't like the color. Like we, we don't, I want those. I want you to get on the phone and call me directly and, or call Wendy directly. Right. And, and say yeah. what you mean. Give me an after action report if you're using the shield, but if you're not using it. Yeah. Really? What do you have to talk about? No, I know. I know that that's the thing. If, if, if you haven't, if you don't use a certain uh, piece of equipment for, for uh, you know what you do, policing, whatever it is, then I, to me, you don't have a say as to what what this tool actually is for. You know, you 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 didn't even give it a chance. Um, and me, like I mean, I, I always say one great thing about you is I can call you anytime. You know, even after a after an op at six thirty in the morning, where it's still fresh in my mind. I give you a call, you pick up, and we talk. We talk through it because it's important I mean, to us. You know that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've exactly. driven. You've driven thousands of miles to go into departments you don't even know. You don't yeah. even personally know no, to make sure that no. your brothers and sisters in law enforcement are protected, and we can bring them some really good um, tools, tactics, and training for real life experience from people who are actually using the products yeah. out in the field. And then give an after action report and saying, hey, this is what's going on. And they all, and I've, I've watched you teach the class. I've seen you do this. We've yeah. had that one instance um, with that one department where one of your friends was shot in the head. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. again, he was doing his job. And, and what did he, the vector wasn't available to him. No, no. And even to this day, he, that thing he goes with him wherever he goes, you know, and, and his, I mean, his stories are, you know, it's, it's, it's any, I don't like saying routine traffic stop or routine entry. There's no such thing as routine, but it was something, you know, it's a peak approach, right? So the door opened a little bit because there was a chain on it and he did, he peeked in and got shot in the head. And that's something he, we all always do just kind of quick peek to see if anyone's in a room or whatever. But, uh, but now he uses the shield as part of his peak approach. And you know what that makes it, you know, everything we build was just serial numbered, but we know what it's being built for. And we take that so seriously. We know that the only thing between an officer and, and their ability to live could be what the product that we build. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, 
that's kind of what, what I always say. Like, you know, I mean, I've told you like during homicide investigations, I'll walk around with the shields slung and interview and talking to people. And at least I have it there ready to go in a moment's notice. Cause, cause again, like I always say, as detectives, um, and, and, uh, investigators and, and some, some street crimes types units, we don't wear vests, you know? So we don't, we don't really have the list of protection. And the same thing I tell you when, when I'm out there doing surveillance in a, in a bad, bad area of the city, uh, and in I'm not wearing any armor. I'm wearing like normal clothes, street clothes, and all that. But uh, with no I, with no ballistic protection, like no, no, but no, okay. no, nothing. And, no vest, nothing. No vest. Everything's hidden, you know. Uh, and and the only time, uh, the only thing I have uh, with me is is the vector shield. I have it next to me on the passenger seat, depending on where I am. Sometimes I already have it on, right? I mean, because. Um, I can drive with, I mean, I would, let me put it this way. <laughs> you got to practice, <clears throat> you know, you always got to train. So, so I figured out a way where I have the shield on and I'm just looking around the neighborhood and at least I can bring it up right away if, if something was to go down. And we, we talk about that during training, the flinch response, true time, false yep. time, Hicks law. Yep. There's a lot of science that we bring to it. So it's not just tactics there's an explanation. The re- cause we, we, you and I talk about this all the time. You ready? The reason why. Yeah, yeah, and, right? and that's the thing is is the reason why. The reason why, and and again, um, when I read your publications, you know your national publications, I think the same thing. You know, you're not just talking or or, or being a keyboard commando. You're answering the reason why. Yeah. And, and not too many people know the reason why, especially in policing. We've been such a enclosed type profession where, yeah, there's a lot of stuff we do that is sensitive and, and you know, it involves a lot of things. But, but one thing that we don't do a great job in is answering the question why. Interesting. You know, so, so, so that's one thing we need to be better at. But, yeah, I think I've, I've said this before. One thing I, I've always hated is this uh, – TikTok phenomena of doing stupid police sing-alongs and stuff like that. And I'm just like, come on guys. Like <laughs> right. we got, we, we got a job to do out here. We're not entertainment. Does we're, that mean we shouldn't here. have Bobby making a TikTok video? Oh, I think you should. I think Bobby should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Mr. Friendly making a TikTok. You know, someone yeah, says exactly. something, I'm, I'm on the phone with them and, and I'm not even being aggressive. It's like, I want to answer their question. You know, imagine saying something and, and we're going to pick the phone up. We're going to call you. And we want to have this conversation because I want to know what you're thinking. I want to know, is there something we can make better? Is there something that you're seeing that we're missing? I like constructive criticism, right? I yeah, like somebody, yeah. but, but bring the facts. Bring, yeah. bring like when you do an after action report, like you get in there and yeah. you're like, and one thing we talk about, like mission failure, right? Mission failure. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and even though the mission is successful, that you could have missed something and Again, in your book, because you are such a perfectionist, it's mission failure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the thing to me. You know, that speed, surprise, balance of action, and resolve. Right. The four, the four parts of the formula for me. Um, and and you miss any one of those to me a mission failure. I mean, for example, if you do a car takedown and the guy broke containment, but you catch him twenty minutes later, to me the mission. The, the op was a success, but the mission was a failure because we didn't we didn't jump fast enough or something happened. And so, what do you do? Do you do like you, you what you back plan it? But you are, but you at least it's big boy rules where someone made a mistake. Even though the yep. mission was a success, somebody yep. made a mistake. 
but you make sure that mistake never happens again. And we do the same thing with the shield. If someone's seeing something that we're, we're not seeing, then we want to yeah, know. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's the thing. Like, um, I think one time me and you were talking and, uh, after I did an entry and I was going up a fire escape and a couple times the, the vector shield, you know, dinged off the uh, ladder. So we came up with a better way to carry yes. it. And, and so, so, you know, stuff like that, where I, I, you know, here's the thing, this thing kind of like my weapon is, is my lifeline, right? So I want to make sure that the, the equipment works right and works to my advantage. And, and like, I, like I always say, you know, vector shield is not the only thing in my toolbox. I have several other things. Like a Swiss but vector shield. Your toolbox is a Swiss army knife. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, it's exactly. best idea wins. We've had a couple officers ask where our training comes from. Our, our training actually comes from officers in the field in actual situations. It's not something we make up. It comes from you guys. Yeah. Lessons yeah, no, learned. And, and yeah. That's true. Yeah. Le- it, well, here's the thing. We have to do lessons learned good or bad. Right. I mean, that's, that's the whole idea of an AAR and, and, and uh, and we we have to talk about these things. That's the only way we'll learn. And it's painful. I mean, we we talk about an officer being killed, walking yeah. back to their patrol car. Well, we have to devise a way to get back, keep the armor between, keep the shield between you and the threat. Walk back to your patrol yeah. car. Tran- yeah. And if you have to transition to a to a tool, you are capable of doing that. It's not. And I and again, um, you know, you're a pretty big dude. You're you're <laughs> you are. You're. I mean, yeah. I know they can't see you right now, but. He's not the type of guy that you would want to have coming to get you. <laughs> so he's no, I'm a gentle guy. He no, he's tattooed it up and he's uh, and he'll scare the hell out of you. But the the thing about that is that you do undercover work, right? You've done undercover yeah. work, and can you tell the listeners about the time you did the undercover work w- with the shield and the backpack? Oh yeah, so uh, so I've taken the shield uh, during. Uh, the uh, protests, riots that have been going on across the country, uh, it, it cu- came to our, uh, to my city. So um, obviously everybody in the police department were activated, all that stuff. And uh, I was uh, tasked to be uh, uh, amongst the crowd, me and a couple other guys, but we were separate, you know, where we were, uh, separate areas of the city. So um, I was thinking, you know, I was wearing like a tank top shorts and I'm like, all right, how uh, this, this is obviously no protection. If something was to go down, I need some sort of uh, ballistic protection. Can't wear a vest because that defeats the purpose of being undercover. So I ended up uh, putting the shield in a, in a regular school backpack and it fit perfectly. And uh, so I was walking around this, this protest, this riot, and I had ballistic protection, you know, that way if something was to go happen, I can quickly deploy the shield. That's well, awesome. It, it carries in a roller bag too. You can carry it in a computer bag. I've carried up to three in a computer roller bag and put it in the cabin of an airplane. Yeah. So and, the, anywhere. The, the, yes. Well, I was going to say um, the, um, that, that, the, the versatility of why we build what we do. And, um, you know, we, I tell, and I'm not, this isn't a pitch, but the shield's got a lifetime. We do a lifetime warranty on the, on the shield the straps have to be replaced, you know, every five or 10 years, whatever they are, whatever you wear the straps out. But the shield itself, we're basically working ourselves out of, out of a job. But as long as we know that, that, yeah. that law enforcement, you know, we're not going to come back in five years and say, hey, 
by the way, we want to sell you something else. Well, um, that, that, that's the thing. Like the, 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 the big shield that I had has a five-year shelf life, right? So, And now, how much was that large shield? <laughs> oh, my God. It was almost four or five grand, somewhere around there. Right. Um, but, but now, you know, it's coming to a time where now we got to switch it out because the expiration date's on there. So that's, that's another thing I like about Vector Shield is it's lifetime. I don't, I don't have to worry about every five years calling you guys up to give me a new shield. And, and you, you, you worked the hell out of it. In the last video we got from you was um, smashing through a door. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I, I told you, you know, I said, listen, I'm going to put this thing through the ringer, and you said, hey, use it for whatever, beat the shit out of it. That's what it's for, and um, and you know, you could tell that my shield is starting to uh, <laughs> take oh, some yeah, mileage, which is good. Yeah, we we got to replace the um, the cover. You you we have yeah. to put new covers on for you. When do you yeah, gonna say something? Actually, uh, yeah, I was going to say the uh, dazzle pattern on the shield actually because. You know, we do a lot of simulations, force on force uh, with SWAT and stuff like that. And you see the, that officers are aiming for that dazzle pattern. Which is awesome. That's what, because that's what they're focusing on. Because where the, so, eye, where the eye goes? Yeah. So, yeah, does, but the, so does the bullet. So does the bullet. So, yeah. in that, and that, you know, Wendy, I know she's going to jump in there and say about the um, UTMs and SIMs. That, you, that wasn't what I was going to say, but I can say that. Go ahead, we, say it. We encourage everyone to use force on force, take these to the shoot houses, use your Sims on them. Um, they need to be used. It will not void the warranty. It doesn't even scratch or mar the shield. It will make the pretty cover probably not so pretty. Which she gets upset about. <laughs> Don't ruin the pretty covers, but it's going to, it's not, your UTM is not going to do anything to it. Listen, Wendy's yeah. a lot, she's that, she has that Viking blood in her and she's a lot bigger than, mo you know, she's stronger than most people think. I'm a fighter and I love law enforcement <laughs> and I don't care who it is or what it is. I know what we do works and I will fight and, tooth and nail and again, to make sure. We every time it. you, every time, last time we saw you, she pulled your shield out of the 50 or 60 pound oh, yeah, shield. Oh, yeah, 50 pound shield. Yeah, she carried it like it was. Loves that. Out. Loves that. I, Loves I, the big I shield. To, I, I had to go back and work out some more. <laughs> Wendy's doing something right. Don't skip leg day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pete, you hear that? You scrawny man. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> do you know, you know, the good thing, the good thing too is um, when you go undercover, this is this. I find this funny. You've been pulled over before, even by by other police officers, not knowing who you were. That's actually hysterical. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, I. I you're I, scary. I, you're actually scary looking <laughs> when you're undercover. You yeah, send me I'm, pictures, I'm, and I'm, I'm like, like what the hell? You rival yeah. Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> I know Florida man got nothing on me. That's so true. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what I tell people. It's like. You know, uh, I do. I do so much. Like I, I have to switch my personality sometimes. I have to be gangster or do whatever. But but that's kind of like the name of the game. That's what the public doesn't realize. You guys still have wives and husbands and children. And we were just speaking to Pete from other Pete from Texas today. And yeah. again, they were without power for three days, four days in a snowstorm. He's out Oof. trying to help people. And tomorrow he has to go to a funeral for one of his brothers. So oh, it's too bad. It's yeah, absolutely it's, horrible, horrible that he's in the fight with us and he knows what we do works and he'll be on the show. Yeah, no, so. that's great. I mean, I mean, you guys have uh, a lot of support from other officers who, who've seen it, used it and and know what your shield's about. So these these keyboard warriors, as we all call them, they, they don't know what they don't know. They just kind of feed into whatever BS is out there. And, you know, that's why we don't take offense to it, because they just don't know what they don't know. And yeah. on that note, we had a gentleman called Rowdy Rebel who messaged me <laughs> through the Facebook. So Rowdy Rebel, this is to address your, your question or your statement. 
He said that the shield was stupid and that he could never see it being used as a patrol officer. What are your thoughts on that, Iman? Well, clearly he's, um, he must not be a very active patrol officer to, uh, to make a statement like that, or he's un- not unconventional thinking, right? I mean, that's, that's, that's an issue in, in law enforcement is, is, you know, the people have been taught only one way of doing things, let's say, and that's all they know. So, for example, with shields, yeah, we've been taught that the bigger the shield, the better it is over and over again. And some shields weigh a bit much, and like my shield uh, weighs a bit much. But, you know, you introduce your shield, now it sends them into a tailspin. Like, what the hell? Well, because people can now can use it. The average person, listen, to be honest with you, not everybody can handle a 50-pound shield all day long. It's just impossible for some people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, no, most that, couldn't. Most I mean, couldn't. That's, that's, that's a lot of weight to carry around for a long time. Yeah, in front of you, while yeah. you're yeah. moving up a set of stairs through a building for, you know, an extended period of time. But you're right. Oh, yeah. That, well, that's the thing. You know, I've, I've gone up six flights of stairs with, with that 50-pound shield, and it sucked. <laughs> you know, it's, like, it's like, yeah, I know I'm number one through the door, but God damn, give me a minute to breathe because the, the guys get there, the breachers get there. And they're already knocking the door down, and I haven't even caught my breath yet. <laughs> well, you know, you know, and every time you you use that, you come back and you'll say something like, "You'll see it on operation." You'll say, "Hey, you know, um, for the outside guys peeking through the window, we could use it for this." Or, oh yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so so that's the thing when when we're doing uh, uh, window porting windows uh, or even you know basement windows stuff like that. You you know the vector shield's great because it's it's a small a small enough shield to get to the places that you could never get into. Uh, same thing, you know, attics and basements are, are, are some fatal funnels that I call, uh, because you know, there's only one way in one way out, uh, whether it's up the stairs, down the stairs, but with attics, I mean, the, the bad guy has a lot more advantage than us because we're not facing the direction they're facing, you know, when we're coming up to the, uh, attic and we have to be very slow coming up because we usually we get shot in the head um as we're making our way up the attic so the shield's great because i'm able to kind of rotate around with the shield uh kind of like a turret you know where i have i have protection and you know if you and if you add up the square inches and i've said this before before the vector shield the front plate the back plate and your kevlar helmet more per square inch protection than a full-size shield Oh, I know. Absolutely. And, and it's and, mobile. And, and it's mobile. Yeah. It's dynamic and it'll go at a different angles and you can peek around yep. corners and into different things. And I mean, you know what it is? It's just that I don't think a lot of people have, you know, because we, again, we don't advertise our tactics. Oh, you Be- can't yeah. see it from a Facebook post. Yeah. And, you, and again, <laughs> yeah. it, uh, people will assume that we're telling them, like, for instance, we had this one discussion about, um, oh, when it comes to someone with a knife, you know, deploy the vector shield only. No, no, that's we had one hundred percent don't teach that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, exactly. you know, and and that was completely wrong. Yeah. A knife is a deadly weapon and is treated by such or as such in our training. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, that's the thing is is yeah, have I dealt with people with knives? Absolutely, you know, and and but again. Uh, as the media likes to put it out, it's like as if that's all we do is shoot to kill right away and, and we don't even think about anything else or, or whatever. But it, in reality, we, we're diffusing situations every day. I mean, one million, one to three million contacts a day. You think those one to three million contacts, every single one of them force was used, you know, um, even even I mean, it's it's even the deadly force. I mean, it's point zero 
something. I, I can't think of the exact number, but it is so minuscule that that's the only thing that the media is paying attention to. And that's it. Interesting. You, you well, know, you know, the, the media doesn't lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You, can, I mean, everybody in America, well, I'll make that statement and people will say, yeah, he's right. I mean, yeah. do I listen to them? Listen, there's some good people with some good direction in the media that maybe yeah. they're trying to tell the, the actual facts about what's happening. But yeah. you know what the number one rule is? We, we have to keep our people that are keeping society safe, safe. Mm-hmm. We got to keep mm-hmm. them safe. Well, you know, you keep us, uh, you keep us safe. Uh, we're able to, uh, to de- again, it's it's that that the shield to me gives uh, the the vector shield gives that combat pause, that momentary pause that is needed. You know, so I'm sitting in a car eating lunch or whatever, get ambushed from the front, and I have the shield next to me. I put it right up. Bullet, my, you know, it, it, the shield catches one, two bullets. You know what? That gives me just enough time to transition to my deadly force weapon and just, go, you know, uh, 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 win the fight, you know, fight through that ambush. And and that's what it's about. And, you know, and again, it protects the public as much as it protects the officer because, oh, yeah. number one, the officer makes better decisions. But, you know, if an officer at any point, and we talk, we're going to get to de-escalation in a second, but if an officer deploys a vector shield between them and the subject, and they're able to talk the subject down, right, or have that yeah. conversation. Yeah, they're going to save lives. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's the name of the game. In the end, where you know, an emotionally disturbed person who who wants to end it all, they're they're in a really bad spot, right? And and we have to protect our, ourselves to protect others um, because these some of these emotionally disturbed people they'll turn the knife gun on on innocent people to try to whatever they want to do, you know, whether kill themselves and kill others at the same time, it's, 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 uh, it's a very volatile situation. Well, I, you know, I, speaking about that, I saw a video just recently. I'm going to bring it up. of okay. An officer shooting someone in the back. Now, wait, hold on. You can hear crickets, right? We hear the crickets. <laughs> officer shooting in the back, but you know what the reality was? The woman had an eight to 10 inch bony knife. She turned to the partner and ran at the partner who was trying to de- they were trying to talk her down, both officers. Yeah. And if you watch the whole video, this woman is completely out of control. And she's yeah. with two children, two yeah. little bitty children, maybe three or five years old. And yeah. she has a huge knife. She's yeah. talking to one officer, and then she yeah. turns to the second officer, and he doesn't even want to shoot her. He's trying to, he's got a taser on her. She turns and runs at him. And yeah. then the other officer responds and has to shoot this woman. And again, Absolutely. first thing he's the first thing he's doing, which I was so incredible, is he's he's hugging the children and trying to keep yeah. the children safe away from this yeah. situation. And that's just yeah. it's just heart wrenching to see that um, things like this happen every day. But why don't we hear the other end of the story? Like what's going on? Our officers do not need to be defunded. They need yeah. to be. They need additional tools, and because it's complex for them today, they're well, they're social the, workers. They're everything. Here's the thing, right? Uh, for so long, policing, they've done this check and box training, right? So this check box training method is, is, is not the way to do it to, to train law enforcement. It has, the training has to be real. The training has to be realistic. And it has to, it has to be, uh, you know, as, as society evolves, the training has to evolve too. So we can't keep doing the same training that we've always done. It doesn't work. Well, that's why we, we, we're a huge advocate of, because you've been to the training, you do the training, it's all yeah. realistic. We bend baseball bats around 
around the yeah. shield. Um, we literally bend baseball bats. Yeah, you do. You've hit people in the head. I've hit people. Yeah. I've been hit by we've brick. We do the full brick attacks. We've yep. done. Um, we've had, we've drawn blood. We've drawn blood and yep. broke bones in training. And yep. um, not that we're proud of it, but I've had the people say afterwards, "I'd rather bleed." In training, than bleed out in the streets where it could yeah, be exactly. life or death for me if I'm attacked by a baseball bat. I know that I can stop this. I know exactly. that I'm not going to put my hands up, have my arms broken, and then somebody's going to going to kill me with a baseball bat. Yeah, no, absolutely, one hundred percent correct. And and that's the thing. That's why you know I train for that final fight because the more I bleed at training, the less I bleed in real life, right? You know, so. So it's, it's, it's very important to do that. And, and again, when, when you have a new tool, you got to train with it and get used to it and, and modify it if needed. And, and that's something that, you know, me and you talk about, about how I'm holding the shield and different ways, uh, different applications I've used it in. And, and that's the thing. It's, it's like, uh, it, it, it has so many applications. Even to this day, I learned something different. You and, know? you know, we uh, do too, because you'll call up and you'll say, hey, what about this? And, you know, I mean, you've even been down to um, to an army fort um, yeah. with, with a unit we cannot name and yeah. um, asking about the deployments and, um, you know, whether they're using it or not, I will not tell you. But yeah. the point is that you're out there showing people, you know, if you have to go prone, if you have to get out of your vehicle, um, if you have yeah. to go up a set of stairs. I mean, it's so complex, the things that you you men and women are facing out in the streets. It, it's mind-blowing to a lot of people because you have to, you literally have to keep changing your operational environment because you could be going to a medical call, and then you lift and shift, and now you're going to a domestic. Then you lift yeah. and shift, and you're going to something else. So, you know, how do we give you the tools to do that job oh, as a country? Yeah, I mean, that's exactly where, you know, police have been given so many hats to wear um, that they're they've they're losing focus on their mission, so to speak, um, where it's becoming way too like, the, I guess, if you want to call it identity crisis and policing. Right. So because we we have to do so many things, um, it, it, it goes back to me saying kind of, you know, the police is the reflection of what society has become. So. Mm -hmm. So police have to deal with all these issues and, and defunding is not the answer. You know, obviously, no, I mean, no. we're seeing it around, around the country. It's failing miserably in, in the oh, cities that are doing it. It's failing. Yeah. Fail, mm. Failing, failing horribly. And, and they're, they're putting and, civilian, they're putting the, the community at risk for not having well-trained officers or not having the, the proper tools and equipment to go out there and stop these savage people who are going to try to yeah. hurt people. And, you know, on that well, note, every time our shield has been deployed, it de-escalated situations immediately. And whether you want to call it yeah. de-escalation, force reduction, whatever you want to call it, when an officer put our shield out, it stopped an aggressor. It stopped a situation from escalating every single time. Officers don't yeah. want to hurt civilians. They don't. You guys yeah. don't want to hurt people. You don't want to kill people. Oh. No, you need the no, proper equipment and training to be protected to do your jobs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and, and that's that's what I always say is, is one of those things is, you know, the the equipment and, and the shield, having the shield uh, with me, um, again, gives that moment of pause for somebody, you know, who, whether it's ill intent or, or whatever it is, at least it gives that gives me also a moment to decide which tool I'm going to, whether it's a taser or OC spray or whatever. And if it's deadly force, it's deadly force. It is what it is, you know, and, and. But at that moment of pause, I mean, it's, it's the fact that you can, 
you're protected behind something that will stop 762556. Handgun, yeah, I mean, shotgun, be, it will stop it. Your central yes, line. Sir. Your central yeah, line absolutely. is protected. That was another yeah. question that came up. They said from one of the photos, it looked like a false sense of security. What we do actually works. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, again, they, they took they took a, a picture and a snippet and spun it to however they wanted to spin it. Um, and and, you know, false sense of protection. I was like, uh, you know what I always say for uh, everything that I do <laughs> in, in, in policing, we have all these tools and everything. Uh, mo- most of it is false sense of protection. And you're just like, yeah, you know what? Um, you got to do what, your job. And, and your your shield, though, is not really so much as a false sense of protection, because if I'm sitting in a car and eating or doing my reports or whatever, and somebody opens up on me be, just because I'm a cop. And, and, and that, that's the other thing that that these riots and, and everything to me, they have they have they have moved past rioting. You know, to me, it's now an insurgency because you're throwing IEDs at police officers. You're bur- you're trying to light them on fire. You're you're doing all kinds of stuff. Those are not peaceful stuff. protesters. No, those yeah. are not peaceful protesters. Those aren't even rioters. To me, those mm-hmm. are that's an insurgency group yeah. and that need to be dealt as such. And you have a lot so, of experience dealing with that. Well, here's the thing. You, you see what you see, right? I mean, I mean, uh, sure, the Johnny Q public may not know or realize what's going on, but for those who have been there, done that, and, and seen and, and done, well, you, everyone knows what it is. Well, these, those types know what it is that we're seeing. Right. And, and we need more tools. You know, we need more tools. We need, and here's the thing, like I always say, I'm like, I, as cops, I don't need any more guns. Trust me, uh, it's not about the guns. It's about other tools that we're that, that we need, such as you know vector shields. Um, it, it 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 makes our job that much easier. You know, and it, it's it's something. It, how do we? You know, it it slows us down really when we have we get all these controversy. I would just wish the officers that would read stuff like that would contact us directly. I have literally yeah. put our personal phone numbers on posts with thousands of officers and probably four or five actually reached out directly and spoke to me. And when they did, they actually apologized publicly and they now took it up the chain of command. So now we're being looked at by probably 15 or 20 departments now in just the yeah. past couple of days. Well, that's the thing. Like you'll always have the naysayers as, as the ones, you know, like what's that rebel guy or whatever. Um, yeah. Good. Rowdy, rowdy rebel. Rowdy rebel. Rowdy rebel. <laughs> rowdy rebel. Right. Is he in Florida? Because he's I don't actually, even know where he's from. No, listen, he, listen. When I asked him, when I asked for credentials, he went away. He said it was a use of uh, force instructor somewhere, and then that was it. Rowdy rebel. Uh, so there you yeah, go. Rowdy rebel. Okay. So so he so so somebody like him uh, to me is is one of those. I always split police departments down eighty twenty. Right, eighty percent. Um, are are there and the twenty percent are the actual workers? I've heard you and, say this in room full of officers. I've yeah. just watched yeah. you say yeah. this. Yeah, yeah, you you have. And and what did they all do? They all they all nodded. Yeah, they did. They all agreed. You know, because I told them you can you you know right now in a room. How many cops were there? I'd say what fifteen twenty. Yeah. yeah. And in a room of fifteen twenty, I told every single one of them. I bet you you can name two officers or three officers in your squad that are just useless. And every single one of them laughed and, and nodded their head. Well, so you you have, you have very high standards. You you have very high standards because you're a worker. You're out there trying to serve and protect the public. You're out yeah. there doing your job literally around the clock. Yep. And, and well, that's the way to be. You know, to, to me, policing is a trade craft. It's not it's not a job. You know, it's 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 an it's a it's an it's an art to it. There's there's a method to it. Interesting. That's kind of something that I picked well, up over the years. Well, we're going to talk about something 
that most police officers do not want to talk about. You're, and we both, Wendy's smiling right now I'm because she, she knows what it is. You ready? The yep. word de-escalation. Uh, yeah, right. we, all, we all hate it. Right, no, but you know it's a word, and I hear people say that, and again, I'm going to make the statement that Vector Shields, we are not about de-escalating the police officers, we're about de-escalating the violence being used yeah. against them. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I agree with that. And, and again, as much as I hate de-escalation, because you can't... You can't yeah, de-escalate you can't, someone who's held that yeah, on you, killing you. No, I mean, I mean, example is is that woman with that t- eight ten inch uh, yeah. knife. She she already made up her mind what she want what she wanted to do. There 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 was no talking. I mean, the other one, um, Arizona in in Phoenix, where that uh, uh, police sniper took out that guy at thirty yards when he was holding the baby with with a gun to the baby's head, and 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 it's like these types of situations. There's no such thing as de escalation. It's it's already gone. Some people won't after. de-escalate ever. Some people yeah. won't. No, some people have made up their minds, and and that's it. And, but again, though that the stuff in Phoenix, the woman there with the knife and all that, those are are the minority. The right. Majority of the time, we're able to talk people down. The majority of the time, we are able to to uh, diffuse. I hate the word de-escalate. So diffuse. But I but I know that you know what I know. There's good officers like even yourself. That yeah. when somebody gets physical and you have to get physical, the second it stops, it's over. Oh, yeah, to me, yeah, exactly. It's done. You say that all to me all the time. You say, yeah. the second I have to go physical with somebody, but the moment I have them restrained or, you know, in control, it, yeah. it goes down. It's done. Yeah, that's it. I'm done. They're, you know, the game, we're done, we're done playing, <laughs> you know, so... So, and, and I tell people that. I said, hey, listen, you're, if you're a gentleman, I'll be a gentleman, and that's it. And also, so it's, yeah, there's, there's no reason to continuously escalate somebody that you already have control of. I mean, you know, you know, officers, I mean, I know officers listening to this right now, they're going to laugh at this is when I say you're sitting there, you deescalated the situation and, and you got the person all calm and collected. Then you hear over the radio, your your one of your colleagues is coming down and you're already like, ah, shit, he's, this dude's about to light a fire. You know, so so you know you, those officers who, not only, who are shitty and will escalate a situation to the point where it, there's you know it's it's bad. So so as as officers, the good officers, we know how to talk people down. We know how to. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes. And you've done uh, that a lot. You tell us yeah. a lot of different stories where you've actually de-escalated or whatever you want to call it, and not had to yeah. not had to. Wendy, it's like um, it's like Bill down in um, Connecticut. We've gotten letters from from our officers who who thanked us because barricaded subject they couldn't get the big shield down there. They didn't have. They didn't have the, the big shield. Couldn't get it down the hallway. They had a small shield. Mm-hmm. They said they had the vector. They moved mm-hmm. into this narrow space, and he said. We didn't have to shoot him. Now, you think about how much of the public is being saved because to have a barrier between even the officer and the public to engage in conversation, because yeah. that officer does not know if a person's going to pull a knife out of their back pocket or pull a gun and make yeah. the attack on them, but at yeah. least to have a conversation because the greatest tool in your tool belt, especially you, is yeah. your, your voice or talking yeah. someone down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing that... That's kind of an issue with with uh, policing these days is um, the PlayStation generation, I'll call it, or Xbox generation, who all they've done is, you know, play video games over, you know, with the with the earbuds and all that crap. And, and they've lost that art of talking. 
Mm-hmm. They don't no, have any social it, skills. No, no social skills. No, they, they, they can't tell social cues. Like, you know, you and me, Bobby, I mean, you know, we see somebody blade off. We already know what that means. Correct. You know, we can, we can see that attack coming. You know, if someone starts to clench their fist, we know what's coming. Yeah, predatorial but, signals. All the predatorial exactly. signals will send you. Exactly. In. Yep, exactly. Because we've been, we've, been, we've, been, we've been in the school yet fist fighting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right? One, one too many times. Right. And, so, and that's what people don't realize, that that's the experience right there. How do you replicate that? Yeah. You really can't. I mean. No, you can't. You, you can't do that. Selection that's process, I don't know what it is. It's. You know, well, it's it's what you know. Even having a shield, right? Having a vector shield. And you know, when when I get hit, I have the shield again. That flinch response you always talk about. That flinch response where I almost got sucker punched, but guess what? The guy now broke his wrist because he hit the shield. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and you that's know, his fault. and they've asked us. They've said, "Hey, um, do you teach striking?" I said, "Zero striking." I said, we teach no striking. It's designed yeah. to use their force against themselves. If they, yeah. if they punch an officer holding a vector, they're going to break their hand. But yeah. here's the deal. It, it's, the harder they strike him, the worse. Yeah. And w- you know what? We had an officer in training that um, says, well, I don't think this is going to work, blah, blah, blah. See, Wendy's already laughing. And then mm-hmm. um, he, we, and the, the sergeant said, oh, well, okay. And apparently he broke his elbow. Um, one of the instructors um, didn't do it on purpose. But this yeah. guy, we tell him, don't ramp it up because if you go move too quick, yeah. his body parts will snap. Yeah, so, yeah. He, he didn't listen. <laughs> didn't listen. And then yeah. um, he had to leave the class and apparently had an injury to his elbow, like a major inju- inju- uh, oh, injury. Geez. Yeah, but th- the thing is, uh, you know, we train, we train very real and um, the stuff that you, you all come against. We, don't, we do not advocate about de-escalation. You know, we talk about diffusion. You know, I, even saying that word to some of the chiefs, listen – um, you all, you all are so well trained. Every officer I talk to is so well trained. You know, when you yeah. talk about the use of force continuum, right? When you yeah. show your presence, by yeah. listen, if you're if you have an emotionally disturbed person and you can put yeah. a barrier between them them and you, or even cordon them off between you and two or three other officers, and then have yeah. a discussion, you know yeah. what? It's a win win for the public. Oh, it's a huge win for the public because you're going to be videotaped. Well, yeah, I mean that's the thing with ages of videotaped and all that being videotaped is so normal now, but it's, it's, it, it, you know, you have that barrier between you and that person, that person it would either get distracted or realize that you do have protection because here's the thing, a vest, a bulletproof vest is hidden, whether it's underneath our clothes or over our clothes. Um, or behind your back. Or sling, behind our back. You sling the vector yeah. behind your back and people, yeah. you can have a conversation and people cannot even see it. No, no. And, and, Plenty of times I did that, uh, walking, doing knock and talks around neighborhoods where I had the uh, vector shield slung and, and just talking to people. And just, again, that moment notice, if something was to go, at least I had that right away. The trend, Wendy, um, there was a technical question that one of the officers had asked, where in the use force continuum can you insert the vector shield? Well, to me, uh, to me you put it in between uh, the... Uh, uh, passive aggressive to uh, to assaultive, like it's it's in that in between area because you know that this guy he's he's not compliant, right? So you're you're not at the bottom of the use of force continuum. But if you if you're going to deploy it, it would be between those two, you know, yeah. the, the passive aggressive to assaultive individuals, obviously deadly force, you know. So anywhere from the yellow and on, on up. And you may not have to deploy it at all. I mean, you may have no. someone who's compliant and. 
And, yep. um, and something. that was where the, the girl was thinking that we would were telling them when and that they had to. It's up to the officer nope. and the SOP. It, it, here's yeah. the thing, like, 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 you know, I always say the tools used for at a certain point, like, again, unconventionally thinking, right? When mm-hmm. am I going to have the shield? Well, I know I, uh, it's my discretion. Yeah, I some mean, officers carry it all the time. I, some exactly. off, it just says it's up to the officer in the department. Exactly, and and that's where the answer is. It's, it's, it's really up to you. If you feel threatened, well, yeah, then deploy the shield. You know, <laughs> or if you're if you're just if you're just talking to some person and everything's good to go and compliant, then you don't you know you keep it slung. So well, you're you're all set. Well, I know that when you talk to somebody, you're going to keep your hands in the high position, like you, what they what you yeah. guys call the interview stance. Yeah. So with the vector shield, like if you were having the interview stance, it sits comfortably up on your arm. You're not yeah. deploying it forward. You're actually talking no. to someone, and everyone thinks it's a road reflector. They really don't know what it is. No, but, that's the thing. They have no idea. Right. And, and, and the thing is that you have it you know, in the high-ready position. You're not deploying it outward. You're just having a casual conversation. It's, yeah. right, it's like you're putting your hands up high, and they're seeing that this, this road reflector, you know, because it is reflective at nighttime if you get out of your patrol car. And you're on the side of a road approaching a car. Yeah. It is highly, highly reflective. And plus, it's announcing who you are. We want yeah. the people looking at the dazzle pattern. And in future episodes, yeah. we're going to explain why we designed the dazzle pattern and where it came from. I wish I invented it, but it actually came mm-hmm. from World War One, from the mm-hmm. English and from a lot of scientists. And there's a yeah. lot more to it, right? And you've seen it, yeah. how it operates. Yeah. We yeah. want people looking at the dazzle pattern and not the officer, to p- whether they're going to transition to another tool. Could be yeah. the taser. It could be the pepper spray. It could be well, something to bring that force down. Well, that's what I told, tell people is, you know, when, when that shield's up and the person is distracted, you're almost concealing your own hands going to which tool you're going to. All right, you know what? This guy's like this. I'm going to take a taser. Or this guy's like this. I am. I might OC spray him. You know. So, so it gives you options. Well, that's keeping the. You know what it is? The fact that you don't have to go to a higher force keeps mm-hmm. the public protected in spite of yeah. themselves. How do we te- teach people that are listening, civilians especially, to be nice people? There's a lot of nice people out there. Don't get me wrong. You're just respectful. Yeah. I don't but care be, if you're nice right. or not. Just respectful. Just be and, respectful and because, because <laughs> well, there's no, yeah. no, and we're not saying being be 100% compliant if an officer walks. We're not telling you to do that. We're saying that people are out there doing their job. They could be looking for someone who just murdered three people. You may fit the description. Answer the question so they can get on with to find well, the person. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that reminds me of uh, we had an issue last week uh, in my city of a drive-by shooting, and they were looking for a particular car. So, I mean, we'll call this car a red Camry or whatever, you know, whatever. And, you know, what is an officer going to do or any good officer is going to do is every time you see a red Camry within that vicinity, you're going to be pulling it over to investigate who's the occupant. And rightly so. And the the, uh, interaction with the police is not going to be friendly. Because I don't know who was in that car. I don't know what that person came, where that person came from. So to me, it's going to be a felony stop, which means I'm out with my gun drawn. And you better not make any sudden movements type thing, because in my mind, you might be it. You know who I'm looking for. But through investigations, it turns out you're not. You're just coming from a soccer game or football game or whatever. All right. Have a nice day. Thanks for your cooperation. Now I can move on instead of getting my time wasted arguing back and forth with someone I don't know. Yeah, but it's not even me. How do I know that? Right. 
You know, I don't know. Well, I feel insulted. Well, too bad for you. Have a nice day. Well, is it you because know, we live in a, we live in a society of feelings now? Yeah. I mean, yeah, some exactly. people uh, we hear that on this. Some um, some people are telling us, "Well, I feel that this ain't going to work." Uh, I f- come on, like I don't want to hear yeah. about your feelings. Talk yeah. to people yeah. who are using it or out in the field actually doing it. You know, we're very yeah. serious about what we do as a company. Yeah. You know that we're we're yeah. always trying to make it better. Yeah, absolutely, and and I agree, and and it and it shows every time I call you. You know, again, you're you're open to suggestions, you're open to new ideas, different ideas. And, well, and, like you, know, you we like you, like you, and that you know what that leads me into the next subject, which is tell the audience what you're doing and your projects that you're working on. Oh yeah, yeah. So so I have a uh, podcast uh, called Project Sapient, and and in this podcast, it uh, has to do with my uh, articles that I've written on Havoc Journal, and uh, and we we dive deeper into them, right? Where we dive deeper into internal struggles of of law enforcement within the profession, the external stuff in the profession, and. And I don't hold back, as you, as you know, Bob. Yeah, you <laughs> I, don't. I, 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 I admire I, that. I admire that. Yeah, you know, I call it what it is, and and you know, in the future, Project Sapient is going to kind of morph itself into a type of training where there's certain parts of policing that have gotten lost, mm-hmm. and in translation, it's not, and it's not tactics. It's not that at all. It's it's about thinking under pressure. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's what it's about, and and I talk about it in my podcast all the time. The warrior mindset, and 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 having a certain type of mindset to do the job, right? And, and, and warrior mindset, and just so we, the audience doesn't understand, it's not about going out to create war. It's no not, warriors nothing use about shields; that. they protected. Correct. They didn't yeah. just that go mindset. Out and kill that people. mindset is truly about you know staying hyper vigilant, protecting yeah. society, yeah. Um, well, thinking society, outside the box. Yes, the, the thing is, though, with, with modern society and politicians, they, they go to demonize even the word warrior. I mean, there's there's some police uh, states, uh, there's some states that are getting rid of the word warrior in their curriculum for law enforcement, which is like, really? You know, that's that's how that's how that's what it's come down to. Well, and what you're doing is you're, you're you're looking for new tools. And, you know, the thing that you really answer too when we have this conversation is the what the why the reason why yeah yeah I, I, you have to there has to be a reason why on what we do and and you know the public you know doesn't know what it doesn't know so they don't know much about policing you know they don't know much about uh what we deal with and, and what goes on and part of it you know i blame us for for being that enclosed but at the same time, uh, the public needs to go out and interact with their police. Right. You know, we're, we're not these scary individuals that if talking to us means you're automatically getting a ticket or going to jail. Well, you know, you, you know, know? It, you know, it's interesting um, that when I see an officer blade off, I know why they're blading off. They're inside the critical gap. And most people yeah. that aren't trained tactically or combatives or anything, they're not they're going to see something on a video and the yeah. first thing they're going to think of is because of his, the, his or her body position is they're getting ready to shoot that person. Yeah. But yeah. they don't realize that they're getting into a preparatory stance because yes. they may be getting someone running at them. And yes, that happens exactly. all the time. And we have officers all across the country that stabbed and hit with objects and, um, and peeled with needles and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the, the, the camera doesn't tell the full extent of what you're looking at. Oh no, that's the thing with with instinct, like you said, predatory instinct, and and the way 
humans are. Uh, and, it, you know, we, we notice things. We see, notice, smell, hear. And, it, you know, taking all that information in, in our minds is, is and our response to it or our reflex to it, right? That's the thing we always talk about, reflex versus reaction, right? And, and that is a defensive reflex if you yes. want to call it the blade off it's, it's again like you said it's preparing where because something in our subconscious told us oh this this dude's about to do something and we automatically switch gears it's like being a linebacker on a lineman on a football team right yeah you yeah. get you getting yeah. down for the play and that's exactly yeah. you you're setting up for the play and so people look at that and they've got kind of a but we're going to talk about all that stuff in future broadcast and i'm so yeah. glad that you brought that up because again, um, I love having you. We, you and I could talk for hours on this. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and exactly. and and the, the reason why? Well, because you you weren't easy. I mean, it, when we first met, it wasn't like, no, oh, hey, hey, buddy, let's up. We it wasn't wasn't that wasn't that relationship. <laughs> no, no, it was it was like, all right, I'm here wasting my time, and uh, let's get this over with. <laughs> right, and and uh, you know what? We appreciate that. And you know what? You know what? A majority of the officers who have been our biggest. Um, people that we're working with have been the same way. They were like, yeah. oh, we just didn't see it. Huge and, eye roll. Yeah. Like, who are these salesmen? Yeah, huge eye roll. Yeah. What do they know about us? Yeah. 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 And, well, and, I, and that's the thing with policing, right? We're so used to salespeople coming up to us to sell us bullshit products where we're already skeptical as a result. And as well, you should right? be, though, because the, the products yeah. you're using are the difference between life and death. It was the same way yeah. when, I was in special, when I was in special forces, the same thing. Guys, we always had people on the teams trying to... We had reps coming in to sell and show something the, the yeah. latest and the greatest, and we found out that, hey, this isn't what we want. But yeah, exactly. right, it's like, please, you're not even what we do. But we, yeah. tro- but again, we're going to have future conversations, and it's we're going on an hour and eight minutes because we could run this till five hours. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. Um, but I know that you're taking your valuable day off from your family, and we really appreciate that. And we really appreciate everything that you guys do. And Project Sapien is a great, it's a great podcast. And any police officer who is listening, we want you to tune into their podcast because, again, you know, as vet, what we're doing with law enforcement unconventional, you know, we're looking on the outside in. You know, we're talking about things that we're trying to bring in, blah blah blah. Yeah. But you, what you're actually doing is talking about things that are happening inside. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, and that's yeah, that's huge. And that, we got to talk yeah. about it. But you know what? That's how we solve a lot of the problems, right? We can't be keyboard warriors. What's his name? Rodney. What's his name? Uh, Rowdy Rebel. Rowdy Rebel. We can't be the keyboard yeah. warriors like him. You know, get yeah. on there and tell you my credentials and what well, I don't like. I feel this way. Like, I don't care. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, what we have to do is have these tough conversations. And, you know, I love the thing about podcasting is we can do that now. I can yeah. listen to you and Pete on there, you know, sitting there. T- I can actually watch his now, but yeah, I can, yeah, and I love yeah. that, you know, yeah. um, you know, you don't want to see Wendy's resting uh, happy face. <laughs> but um, well, I got the many faces of Wendy. Yeah, so you, yeah, the many faces of Wendy. Yeah, she's happy. That's all the same face. You know, it's that. It's that. Um, but that. That's what I mean. Is they should come on, and I want people to engage in these conversations. Please support us. Support support Sapien Project Sapien. Get on there. Listen to them. Send it out to your friends if you care about law enforcement. If you want to make a difference, right? Right? This is how you show support. You don't. We're not asking for money. We're not asking for like a, a subscription to. Hey, check us out for nine ninety nine yeah. a month. Unless you yeah. want to donate, if yeah. you're a civilian or a company and want to donate shields to go and or training to go into a department, that is a thing. And as you know, and again, um, 
we give away so much. We really do. And we're always trying. A lot. We, we a make lot. sure that if the department needs it, it gets it. We make sure we find a way to get it into them. And yeah. you know that. You've seen us. Yeah, we we drive 9,000 miles like yeah, last month. And, and people yeah. are like, how do you do it? I said, well, I don't, I don't technically do it. Wendy does all the driving. <laughs> that is true. Fact is stranger than fiction. I didn't have my yeah. gla- I didn't have my glasses with me, so I couldn't make that. <laughs> but, you, but you know what? Uh, we're lucky we have um, this communication, and you're right. The law enforcement are not the people that other people are looking at. Stop watching the news. Go down yeah. to your local department. Meet the, the men and women who are down there. Listen, they'd like to say hello. Hey, I'm here to say hello. I'm here to bring my children down. I want to work yeah. well. And guess what? If something's happening next door, you, you know you're going to call them. They're going to show up. Yeah, exactly. Somebody's exactly. beating someone up out in front of your house or stealing something. Listen, you're going to call a stranger, and they're going to come, and they're going to protect you. And that's a great – That's a great. listen, if Rome falls, everything falls. Yeah, exactly. But I, but I really appreciate – thank you. And I really appreciate what you guys do. So um, that ends the show. And Wendy, anything you want to say? Thank you, Iman, very much to yeah, all law you. enforcement out there. Thank you. Okay. We'll usually end it with what? We ask you to please stay safe. And stay protected. All right, that's the show, and thank you very much. Bye-bye.